You're listening to the Sunday Dinner Podcast, where we enjoy conversations with our Emmanuel Church family and friends about life, faith, and our God who knits us all together. And John, we're back today with Chapter 3. Exciting. Chapter 3? Yeah. I think it's going to be a good chapter. I think so. I wonder if people thought we'd make it this long. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we talked last episode about our favorite potluck meals. Uh, and I think, you know, that made everybody hungry. But today we're going to get away from meals for a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, we were pastor's kids. We moved several times, each of us, I'm sure. So if someone were to say, John Tate, where are you from? Where would you say? Well, that's a great question. I mean, I was born in Clovis, New Mexico, but I only lived there for you know six or seven months, I think. Wow. So I don't, I mean, I would never say I'm from New Mexico, but I, I, I guess I say I'm from Maryland. But it kind of depends. I mean, I grew up in Maryland. I spent most of my life. Uh, let's, see, let's see. I was. This is terrible. Well, fourteen <laughs> when I when I moved away from Maryland. So yeah. I, I kind of say I'm from Maryland, but it kind of depends on who I'm talking to. Mm. <laughs> if, I, if, I'm ta- if I'm talking to a New England, I might say I'm from Vermont. Where oh I, yeah, where totally. Moved. Yeah. Um, if I'm talking to somebody down south, Maryland will give you a little bit of credit. Credit. But not much. That's you know Mason Dick. That's over the Mason Dixons. Sure, it's a southern, it's a southern state. <laughs> I never yeah. claimed New Mexico though. Too, no, but I mean maybe. I guess I am. I am a Westerner that way. That's true. Um, I'm, and you're, a, you're, I'm a tumbleweed. The first three of your social security will will prove that, that too. That's true. <laughs> so where do you say you're from? I have always claimed Meredith, New Hampshire. Uh, that's the the length I spent the most length of time there. We lived there until I was nine. And dad pastored at Calvary Bible Church there in Meredith. But then we went to Bangor. We were there for four years. And then to Oxford, Massachusetts. So I did go to high school while we were in Oxford. That was a very important time. But uh, after that, I was out of the house, on to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and the rest is history. So now we're, we're, we're back, too. That very much felt like coming home. So We were just talking about this. We went on Lisa's birthday. We ended up in Concord for a little while. And we went mm. to the state house and stuff. And we saw there's a statue to um, John Hale. Okay, yeah. He's an abolitionist. But it said on the on the statue, born in Rochester, New Hampshire, and we were like, oh, you know, we all just cheered. Wow, nice. But the girls are <laughs> the girls were both born in Pittsfield, Mass. But they when we moved here, they were one, and mm-hmm. Inger was a baby. So yeah. uh, we said, you know, will they be from Massachusetts? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, if they'll, we said, yeah. they'll remember Rochester. Yeah. yeah for Gavin, sure. too. I mean, he was just little when we, when we came here. So he doesn't really remember Lancaster. Maybe bits and pieces. More from pictures and memories. So, well, our special guest today is uh, our very own Norma Blake, right here in Rochester at our church. Norma, we're very glad to have you with us. Welcome. And I'm wondering, uh, where are, are you? Are you a Rochester person? Would you claim somewhere else? Where would you say you're from, Norma? Well, I was born in Ossipee. Really? On a dirt road. It was the only <laughs> house on the road. Had no electricity, no bathroom, no. Nothing. Forty wow. acres of. You were born in the house, Norma. I don't know. You don't. I, I don't know. You don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my mother died, and I wish a lot of stuff I would have asked her. Right. But. But you don't know if you were born in a hospital or not. No. Interesting. I don't. And we moved to Rochester when I was ten. I was in the fourth grade. Wow. So my you f- you have memories of Ossipee then? Oh yeah. Of the dirt road. And yeah, the- house is still there. <laughs> is it still dirt road? Uh, yeah. Wow. There, I know there are some up there, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what was your? What did your dad do? Well, that's why we moved to Rochester. He was the postmaster of that little town. It oh, has wow. a courthouse, and it has the nursing home, and it had a country store. But my father was the postmaster, and I guess it was political, and he lost his job. So... We moved to Rochester, and he worked in the mill, and my mother was a nurse. She worked at the county farm, too. Mm. Well, we called it the county farm then. So did you did you come to Rochester kicking and screaming? Was that, did it make you sad to move down here, or were you happy about it? No. Are you ever sad? I mean, you just... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, it was fun on the farm, though. We had a cow, and we had a pig, and we had a maple sugar place where my father did that. But you didn't keep any animals down here? No. Where did you move in Rochester? We lived in East Rochester. Yeah. Took the bus to school. 
Well, I was in the fourth grade, so I did fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. I did at Spalding and high school. I think it's kind of funny today. You know, back then people thought it as uh, you were kind of making it in life if you could, you know, quit having chickens and cows. And and now it seems like today people are really anxious to to start going back to to homesteading and farming. Well, I guess we didn't have any choice. He lost the house and 40 acres. Wow. And and we moved into an apartment in East Rochester. What a change. I, I Like I said, I don't think I had any choice. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. I have two older brothers. So what did he do when he came down here? Was he My father worked in the mill. Which mill? Uh, I don't know. They made wool. And I can remember I used to take him lunch. And my mother was a nurse at Frisbee. Wow. Oh. Wow. What did you take him for lunch? I don't know. Probably whatever my mother had. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't make it. But he would make lunch for me. I used to come home from school at lunchtime, and he would make me lunch. I can remember make little fried potato patties. Hmm. What was his name? (laughs) Oh, my father's Norman, my brother's Norman, his son is Norman, and his daughter's Norma. I'm Norma, and my other brother's married to a Norma. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So what's your, ma- what's your maiden name? <laughs> Remick. Remick. R-E-M-I-C-K. Norman Remick. Yep. Huh. And my okay. brother, and his brother, his son. <laughs> so what, did you ever find out why all the... No, I don't know why they did that. Huh. Do you, what, kind of a, what kind of a name is Remick? Do you know? It's German. German. Yeah. Interesting. That's fascinating. Oh, yeah, I wonder if that's a a family name or where that came from. I don't know. I didn't know my father's mother and father. They were Mm. dead when I was born. My mother's father, I did know, but I didn't know her mother. I can remember when she died, though. I think I was about five. And I remember they went to Boston to the funeral. And no, it wasn't her mother. It was her sister. But I can remember my grandfather had a housekeeper that I didn't know she was the housekeeper. I thought she was my grandmother. We always called her Grammy mm. and until I got old enough to realize that she wasn't my grandmother. We loved her, though. Huh. Wow. When they would take me, they had to babysit her to babysit me. She'd have me rolling cigarettes. Oh put the God. paper in, put the tobacco in. And <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did she like them? Were you good at it? Probably. <laughs> or I must have kept doing it. So did you go did you grow up going to church? Uh, when we lived in Ossipee, of course we walked everywhere. We didn't have a car. We walked to school. We we did go to church, but I don't know if it was regular. I can remember my father going with us, but I don't know if it was just special occasions or so when I moved to East Rochester, I went to the Methodist church because my brother was going there. And then when Tommy got around, I started going to the Advent Church. Hmm. He moved next door to me. Wow. So that's how you guys met, was being neighbors. Uh, the Bible says, love your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> it took him a while, but I ended up with him. All right, so who would you say initiated that? Did you you think you liked him first, or, or did he have eyes for you, or how did that? Mm, he was a year older than me, so I don't know. When he moved... Next door to me, I can remember I had paper dolls and dolls, and what I was probably 14. I put those away. (laughs) (laughs) Started watching him playing baseball and football. Yeah, I remember hearing he was a big baseball player, right? He played for Spalding High School. Yeah, he played football, too. Hmm. He played basketball. He was a basketball referee for 25 years. I think he told me he was, I remember him saying this, that he was the catcher for the high school team. Yeah, he was. I don't know if he got to play. He was on the football team. I don't know how hmm. much he got to play, but I would go and sit there and be cold. <laughs> so did you have, I guess, I, I did your, um, when you did go to the Advent Church, are you talking about the one uh, that was down on Grove Street or the one up on Heaton? No, on Grove, on the corner. The corner right there. Well, that was mostly Tommy's family. There was a few other people there, but no, we went. And Sunday morning, we went on Sunday night. We went on Wednesday night. We <laughs> and you're still walking at this point. There's no other way. Really? So, so can you not not to reveal too much about your age, but how old? What what year are we talking about here? When you're 
14. I was 14. Uh, well, I was born in 1935. You figure it. Okay, so around <laughs> When we moved to Rochester, it was 1945, and I was 10. Huh. So I was... I thought I was 14. I don't know what year it was. Wow, so it's right as the war was ending. The war ended in 1945, because I can remember us throwing tomatoes at the wall at, when, and, the, when, the, when the war ended. Is that That was a celebration. Really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I moved in August. There was a lot of tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, wow, that's interesting. I didn't, is that was that a normal thing to do? To throw? I don't know. We only did it once. Oh, okay. But no, we had that little church, and yeah. you know, it was uh, mostly Tommy's family. And that building is up at Alton Bay yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when that building moved, we moved. We came to Rochester. His mother had a car. Then, let's see. Yeah, his mother had a car. The father didn't drive. So you kind of grew up going to church. But do, do, is there a moment that you remember where you became a believer? I mean, where you became a Christian? It was Larry Ross. Wow. Was on Heaton Street, and he was preaching hellfire and brimstone. Oh, wow. Scared me to death. <laughs> so this would have been, how old were you now? That would have been after, you were a teenager probably. Uh, or older. 18. I think I was a little older. I don't remember. I know I was baptized in 1960, but that was a while after. So you're 25? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, interesting. So Larry Ross, Larry Ross for, for our listeners, Larry Ross was a, a, a traveling evangelist for the region. Mm-hmm. And he came down and was preaching at this church when we were back on Heaton Street. Mm-hmm. And tell us more about that. So he was, was he just doing a week of revivals? or? Yeah, I think he was there a few days. We had others, too. We had Ray Gay for a pastor, and he did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, hmm. <laughs> so, so you Inter- would interpret that. I don't know. Is that a good? I got scared into it. Wow! I really did get scared into it. Wow! So you're, you're saying that? So your your initial um, trip to Christ was born out of fear of hell more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As as a young woman. Yeah. So what is that like when you grow up in church? And, you know, and I guess you were going to the church in Ossipee. You went, you know to the Methodist church for a while and but nothing really hit you but when when Larry or pastor you know pastor Ross was really giving it to you that's when you'd made the decision I did but Ray Gay was the pastor and he was the same thing hmm. he did the same thing So what how do you feel about that kind of preaching today I haven't heard it lately <laughs> <laughs> I love what you what? do what? I love what you I have, do I haven't either <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. So you so you made that commitment to Christ, and then now you're ma- are you married then? No, I think I got married. I got married after that. Hmm. I don't think he would have married me if I wasn't a Christian, because Tommy got saved at Alton Bay when he was like fifteen. I don't know who was preaching at that time. Oh, that's interesting. But we always had a big connection with Alton Bay because we bought that cottage in 1956, hmm. and Tom's mother was cooking at the Berkshire. And she didn't have any place to go in the summertime, so she bought that cottage. So we just all. So what year did you, what year did you get married? I think we got married in nineteen sixty. I think yeah, sixty. So really, right when you got you got baptized, you got married. That's a big year. I got baptized after I got married. Yeah. And I was thinking about that too because I know you have classes. Ron Walton was the pastor, and it's just like who wants to get baptized? And we had to go to Dover. The only one I remember that did it at the same time as me was Eleanor's mother. Tompkins. There were probably some other people, but I only remember that. Why wow. did you go to Dover? Because we didn't have a tank here. Over on Heat Street. Street. Hmm. So anybody that got baptized got baptized down there. Interesting. No, you wouldn't go into Kachiko? I don't think it was offered. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just like... Pastor Walton didn't want to go in the... Yeah, that's probably what it was. But he didn't have any classes or anything before. Do you think you need a class? Yeah, I think you need a class. <laughs> Give the class. Oh, I, 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 okay, I will. Do you want to come to a class? Do you feel cheated? I, I, we can, I'll have a class. Just we'll make you. it right. No, it was, it was kind of... That was it. Yeah. I have a paper that says. So where were you married? At the Heaton Street Church? Oh, my goodness, no. 
I was trying to think of his name today. He was an old man, and he was a uh, like an interim pastor, and he had just moved to the parsonage, which is just on the other street from me. And I can remember we got up there. He wasn't even dressed ready for it. We, I guess I was anxious. <laughs> wow. And then we went. We left right away and went to Niagara Falls. So we got married in the in the in the parsonage. In the parsonage, yeah, that was fairly common to mm-hmm. get married at the. So what do you mean he wasn't <laughs> dressed? Hmm? What do you mean he wasn't dressed? Oh, he didn't have his shoes on or whatever. And we got there a little bit early, I guess. They, they had just gotten, they had just moved there. They weren't even settled, probably. I don't know why we went there. Wow. And then we went to Tommy's brother's. He lived up where the Rite Aid is now by Market Basket. Right. And we went up there. I think they didn't know we were getting married or something. Anyway, they took some pictures, but we never. They never, we never had any pictures. Did they, you enjoy Niagara Falls? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> they turn it on every morning. <laughs> <laughs> and it was scary. We went down in the Maid of the Mist. I wouldn't do that again. Go right down under the falls. Mm, yeah, wow. Yeah. Niagara Falls was fun. And, and we'd been back. We took Tom's mother and the kids. One time we went back. Fun. So how many kids did you guys have? I have three. Three. Tell and us about Jean, that. Jean and Sharon and Bruce. You know about Jean? Yeah. We do know, yeah. So tell- and Sharon is in Berwick, and she works. So Sharon and then Bruce. Bruce lives in Boston. He went to Boston University, and he just always stayed in Boston. Yeah. So hmm. that's the kids. Now, did you, now when, you got, when you and Tommy got married, did you have a... Did you have a dream or a vision about what you wanted your married life, family life to be? Did you have a number of kids you wanted? Or? I wanted zero kids. You wanted oh, zero. really? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like me and Lisa. <laughs> yeah, I know. When Lisa and I got married, I, I don't think that was part of our calculus. It wasn't like, you know, man, we really want to have kids. And I don't know about, I, I wasn't crazy about kids. When I had Bruce, he was the third one, uh-huh. I thought, mm, Eleanor was going to take him. She said, I'll take him. I'll take him, she said. But he turned out to be my pet. I know. It's so funny. I, I'm still not crazy about other people's kids. I mean, I love all kids. I love all people, of course. But I love my kids. And I was I was a little bit worried about that. I mean, I, as an uncle, I was okay with my nieces and nephews. But, you know, I was a little bit nervous whether or not I could I would do okay with kids. And you said we know Jeannie, but for our listeners, Jeannie is uh, – she is very involved in the worship down at our sister church in Dover. She sure is. Yeah. Mm. Wonderful. Piano. Must be proud Every of time her. the doors open. Piano player, yeah. singer. Yeah. yeah. Now, Norma, I've noticed you've, you've been very involved in denomina- denominational life for a very long time. You've gone to... Well, the, we were, till I could walk. <laughs> now, why did... Now, what what about... When I say that for our, our listeners out there, you know, our denomination will have conference meetings general conference meetings, local meetings, and you traveled all over the country to attend we these did. meetings. The yeah. first one, we went to California, and we were gone three weeks. We went touring before we went to Althea. Then we went to um, the one in Chicago. Uh, hmm. Where was that? Aurora. Oh, Aurora. We went yeah. to Aurora. Then we went to a different place another time. Went to North Carolina. We went to Georgia. UNH. Oh, UNH. It was so hot. I've heard about that one. It was so hot that time. And Sharon, she was helping with the luggage and all this, you know. It was it was wonderful. When I was pastoring down in Georgia, there were folks in that church that came up to that conference meeting in oh, UNH. Sure. Yeah. And they said they'll say down there and I mean it's blazing hot in Georgia. They said the hottest they've ever been <laughs> was at wow. UNH. And they had they told this story. They went to a restaurant, no air conditioning, of course. And they all asked for ice in their water, and there was no ice in the water. And they they really they thought they were going to perish. They said it was just the. Hottest. I can remember them eating cherries. I don't know what they did with the seeds, but they were eating cherries. Who was eating cherries? <laughs> I don't know. Some of those people from down south that came. <laughs> but anyway, no, we we went everywhere, and we always went now. What, to now, why Asia. did you why did you do that? What was it? Just because you enjoyed the the politics of it, the the company, the you drafted to do We'd it. We'd get there, and they'd say. Oh, we can start now. The Blakes are here. <laughs> that's a lot of fun, right? I mean, you it got was. to you got to know a lot of people. Oh, I did, I did. I was reading about Adrian Shepard the other day, mm. and I thought, oh, and then somebody else that 
somebody was, it might have been in a letter I got from the general conference or something, and I thought, oh, my gosh, we knew him, you know. No, I made a lot of friends, a mm. lot of friends. Yep. And we always went to state conference. I always went to Eastern Region. I don't know. Now, your husband, Tom, he enjoyed that as well. Oh, yeah, I guess it was probably his idea, but I went along. We had fun. Oh, and we went, I can remember going to Plymouth, Mass. We had something, must have been Eastern Region down there, out to Worcester. Oh, Joe Tom Tate was there. <laughs> My grandfather. <laughs> yes, I do remember him. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. A, yeah, a couple of pictures of. I gave you some. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're neat. Yeah. yeah. So, no, we enjoyed that. Absolutely. Now, did you ever get in any uh, flight fights on the floor? Did you ever? Uh, they usually had an open microphone there. Did you ever go and give them your two cents on stuff? I don't remember them having a microphone. Well, I used to go when I was a kid. I remember we went. I, I went to the one in Aurora too. Um, my, my grandpa was still living. You must there. have been a. I was a little baby. kid, little kid. <laughs> but I remember being fascinated because they'd have these um, these microphones uh, on either side of the room, and I remember watching as. Something was being discussed on the floor. I, I would see these people go and line up behind the microphone, and they would get their turn. You know, the the moderator would give them the floor, that. and they'd share. And I remember being just captivated by all the fireworks. I remember breakfast. Mister Gedney always wanted a bacon sandwich. He was putting bacon on his toast. Old Mister Gedney. <laughs> <laughs> so really, you never, you never, uh, as a delegate of uh, the church, never got up there and. You know, gave it to him or anything? Well, the church might have, but the, I don't remember individuals yeah. doing that. But do you remember any, were there any things from all those meetings that stand out to you? Anything uh, significant or controversial? or? No. So it's mostly for you, it's about fellowship, spending time with other people. And, mm. yeah. So is that one of the more, I, I guess over the years that you've been involved in the church, what were the things that you did uh, besides that that you really enjoyed? I was in Christian Women's Club. I was mm. in the Garden Club. I was in Bible study. Well, I didn't work. I haven't worked. I I did alterations for pennies for 45 years, but I didn't call it work. They would bring it to me, mm. and if I felt like going out, I'd take it back to the store. And I did that forever. Did that out of the house? Well, Talking about JCP? No, I did it at home. Yeah. And they mm. would bring it to me. And then... When Penny stopped doing alterations, and the man that has the cleaners on North Main Street, he sold that. I said, don't give him my name. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so, I have a few people that still come that think I can still sew, but I can't. So. so you're a big, you say you're a big reader. What are your favorite things to read? Not anything in particular. Your book. <laughs> <laughs> I got one for Sharon, but uh, Sarah, but I haven't given it to her because she just had to move, and I didn't want her to lose it in the move. So when she comes home, I'm going to have her read to me every night and take it with her when she goes. Oh, sweet. So, uh, do you enjoy? Do you typically uh, enjoy fiction, nonfiction? Well, I read a lot of magazines, and I have newspapers every day. I always got newspapers. I can't get them get through with my newspapers, but no, I read, and I've got some books that I haven't read that, uh, who's the guy that does dirty jobs? Um, oh, Mike Rowe. Yeah, yeah. His mother writes books. I just bought one of her books, and I haven't read it, but she is a character. She is really funny, <laughs> really funny. And then after I get done with him, I send him to Bruce. Bruce has, Bruce went to Austria one year to work, and he had 40 boxes of books. Hmm. 40 boxes of books. He put them in his friend's cellar. And then when he came back from Austria, he moved. And he's on the third floor. Cost him an arm and a leg to get those books back up the third floor. Yeah. But no, we're readers. That's we're awesome. Readers. Mm. You're also a good writer. I enjoy when you write letters. <laughs> I do. I write a lot of letters. Yeah. I, I don't like talking on the telephone. So a lot of people in the church that are sick or lonely or whatever, I send a letter. Yeah, I just heard today I was talking to Sally Schlosser and she said that you, you sent her a note mm-hmm. in the mail and it just made her day. Oh, well, I'll <laughs> send another one. Well, I talk to her brother every Sunday when I get to church and Somewhere. ask how she's doing. Yeah. And mm. uh, he's gone down to Dover when Paul Johnson's preaching down there. He's oh. gone down there and he said, is that one of your relatives, he said, that plays the piano? <laughs> <laughs> one of your relatives. <laughs> sure is. Oh, that's great. Sure is. 
By the way, Sally said that her appointments today went very well. That she that 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 pain, that sciatic pain, wasn't there. So she's and the I pain's gotta, gone. Well, it, it was gone today. <gasps> I wish what, mine would. So you you have a sciatic problem? They call it spinal stenosis. Oh, that's right. Mm. And I've had it's two years now, mm. and I've had everything they know what to do. That's right. Nerve blocks and burns and needles and. Mm. You name it. And then when I got done with my physical therapist, he said, well, there's nothing we can do. He said, only surgery, and I'm not having surgery. But they took my thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Some of those tests they gave me was $7,000. Blue Cross, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) They're not a paid sponsor. (laughs) So... I've decided, like Paul, be content in whatever state you find yourself. Amen. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's, that, I think that's, that's life. I mean, some days you just step on a bunch of rakes and, you know. Well, it, it kills me that I can't do what I want to do. That's right. You know? Well, what are the things you most want to do that you can't do today? Well, we always entertain. We mm. always had people, people that were coming to want to be the pastor. We would have them and... Um, Are you talking about staying in your house with you yeah. overnight or just for meals? Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if they stayed. I'm not sure if they stayed. I know Millie Griswold stayed. Mm-hmm. And then we had the guy from the Darling Park. I liked him. Palmer and, Carter. Yeah, he was nice. <laughs> I liked him. And if anybody got baptized, we sat baptisms on Sunday night and we'd have the people that got baptized come and. Just have lunch. That's really nice. Mm. So it's killing me that I can't do what I want to do. So, so what about what about hosting? Blessed you. I just like to have people. I like to cook. That's awesome. Mm. I don't care if it's two people or twenty. Not more than twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Lisa. Yeah, yeah twenty is a lot of people. <laughs> no, I don't think I've had that many, but you know. And we would always have picnics. Tom's brother and his wife and the kid, they only had one boy, always came to our house. We lived, first we lived on the corner of Portland Street mm-hmm. in that big house. Had a great big dining room with a stained glass window. And I remember getting a great big long table from church and having everybody there for Thanksgiving. You know, it's interesting. I my, I didn't know my grandfather very well, my grandpa Tate. He, he died um, when I was nine. And he lived in... You mean Joe Tom? Yeah, Joe Tom. Yeah. So I didn't know him super well, but what was interesting, he was president of Domination for a while, and he he also was one of these people that went around preaching. Oh, yeah. And back then, I don't think he ever stayed in hotels. He Almost any church that he went to or anywhere he went, he stayed in people's homes. And because of that, there are so many people who can fill in all the blanks on his life for me mm. about who he, what he was like. Because so many people would come and say, you know, he stayed at our house, and this happened, and you know, because he was, you know, he he was kind of a jolly guy, and he got into a lot of. So I'm so I think that 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 piece of um, church life and so on and so forth has kind of been lost. We're, we're much more isolated now than we've ever been before. Well, people used to come and visit, and now yeah, now even if you ask somebody for dinner, they gotta be a vegetarian or they gotta be this, and it's hard to feed somebody. That's true. And besides. People want to, wanting if they, you know, I'm not just going to come knock on your door, but people used to just come and visit. Tommy had aunts and uncles, and pop in. they would always come on Sunday afternoon and just visit, hmm. you know, and now people don't do that. So why do you think people don't pop in anymore and visit? I don't know if they don't feel welcome. Or, I don't know. Neighborhoods have changed. Well, You're right. You're my right. neighborhood So changed. how do we, so what do you think we could do to, yeah. to change it? Well... But do you think? I, let me ask you this question: If we got rid of television, let's let's suppose they did, you know television just got turned off, like Niagara Falls got turned off. Okay, mm. just stop it all. Do you think that would help? Uh, I like to watch the news. I don't watch anything else. <laughs> I know, but do, but do you think that if do you think it's do you think that all the screens? Oh, I don't think that's why the neighbors aren't coming. Oh, you don't? Mm. No. Or what do you think it is? I don't know. No. So all so no dogs in your house. Uh, no, never, you guys never animals. Had a, did no. You, no animals at all. No, no pets. No. Bruce had asthma. We had no. He got in the neighbor's doghouse one time. I got so sick. 
Oh. What about fish? No. Sarah had a goldfish one time. Yeah. At my house. I tell my kids, we don't have any pets at our house because Lisa's not down with that. Neither am I, really. But so I just tell the kids we have squirrels. No, I got squirrels. <laughs> I know. I say, you, all you have to do is name them. And run over them. <laughs> wow, Norma. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis put up a shed for me Man. one summer. I had a shed, but it got yes. put up okay. a new shed for me. That next spring, when we opened that door, there was so much uh-huh. whatever. It was everywhere. <laughs> it was everywhere. You're talking about scat. I like the birds. Oh, I nice. So you bath. do feed. You have a wonderful yard for birds. Do you the, feed the birds? I have a bird bath. Uh-huh. And some nights I'll sit out there till I'll say, I've got to see two more birds, and then I'm going in if the bugs don't get me. Oh, how uh, about the bugs? I how close, you're pretty close to the river over there, right? Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. There's one, two, three, four. Four houses after me. So no. are the mosquitoes bad? We enough? always... Well, I haven't seen mosquitoes. It was the little black flies. Oh, black flies. Yeah. I have to put cotton in my ears. Um, the pines, I call that my backyard. I mean... My kids, it was just, you know, there's trails and stuff, and we would look for flowers. And now, would you guys ever go in the river? No, but a lot of people did jump off the bridge. They jump off the bridge. Which bridge? My bridge. The bridge at the end of my street. Oh, you're talking about the, the walking the, path. The path, the, yeah. There's a brand new bridge. They put $750,000 in no, that brand new bridge. I can't believe that bridge costs that much money. I know. And then they put it all wooden. Before it was, oh, it was so funny. It used to be metal, like uh, mm-hmm. you could see down through. Like sure, it's like a hole, grate. Like the yeah. holes in the rugs, yeah. But I had kids from, um, my kids were in the band, and I had kids staying at my house. Instead of taking my car and going all the way around to there, no, we're going across the bridge to the... <laughs> Those kids were so scared because the bridge moved. <laughs> oh, it's funny, too, when you can see... And it, you know, it's, it's just it's just a psychological thing. But I mean, when yeah, you but can you can hear it when it. you're walking yeah, on that metal, yeah. and the, those kids that were staying were us were so scared about that. Yeah, <laughs> totally get it. No, yeah. the pines were wonderful, and we used to we used to have the recreation had fireplaces over there, and they would in the summertime. Our kids would go to the pool, and Eleanor and I, and we. would we used to call it baby walking. We'd take our kids through the woods, and, and they were old enough to have a hot dog and swim. And and I don't know, hot dog is probably 10 cents, you know. Yeah. So mm. we would, like, picnic in the pines. So now, I was really close to Eleanor when we had kids. You know, since we've gotten older, I haven't so much seen her. But, yeah, mm. baby walking. That's neat. <laughs> yeah, that's like- <laughs> Yeah, it's it. Yeah, you have to stay together as young moms back then. Yeah. In any time. Yeah, we did. Yeah. You each had three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were they roughly the same age? Well, I had one. She had one. I had one. She had one. We're talking about Eleanor Toll here for yeah. listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think Susan might be the youngest. Then Bruce. Then Scott. I can remember going to their house when they used to live on Hampshire Avenue. Her kids were little then. Yeah. Did they ever come up to Alton Bay to spend time together with you guys up there? They didn't spend time with us, but Paul's mother and father had a cottage there. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if Paul and Eleanor came after they were married or not. Hmm. No, we were real familiar with Alton Bay. So, what are your some of your fondest memories of Alton Bay, or what was what what, what was Alton Bay's what part did Alton play in God's uh, spiritual formation in your life? Well, we went to church a lot. We <laughs> went to church a lot. We would have somebody different. Well, we the church down here always closed for two weeks. Hmm. And um, we didn't always stay at the cottage because Tommy's mother had her her mother there sometimes, and then she had her sister there. So we would rent a cottage and go for the weeks of camp meeting, and then after the aunt died, then we started staying there. But we would go up on Saturday night for the concert, bring supper, come home, get the kids in bed, get them up on Sunday, (laughs) get them dressed, get dinner ready, go back up. Mm. And then we'd stay. 
I guess we would probably stay for the night service, maybe go get ice cream or something. Mm. Yeah. So tell me, so, you know, you, you, it sounds as though you're not, you're not able to go out and do as much visiting as you would have liked. You're not able to host as many people. Not now. So since you're, these days are fairly quiet for you at the, at the house, do you, find your, do you find the Lord coming over? Is he hard to find? Is he No. <laughs> no. I'm always praising him when I wake up in the morning and when I go to bed at night, I, I have to, you know, do my insulin and I and I just pray that he'll wake me up if I need to be woken up. Mm. I just got really sick, though. Mm. Uh, right after the funeral, on Tuesday, I went to the Bible study. And I, that night, I remember having a scrambled egg. And I didn't eat anything for five days. Mm. I had a couple of phone calls that morning. Althea called me and my other friend. And I went out to have breakfast, and I thought, I don't feel like breakfast. So I took the newspaper, and I went in the living room and read the newspaper, and I thought, you know what? I don't feel good. I'm going back to bed. And I didn't get up for five days, only to go to the bathroom. And I, one day, I, I know I just had a little one serving of applesauce, one day I had a, a yogurt. It took me all day to eat it. By Sunday, I called Sharon and I said, I have to go to the hospital. I think I'm going to die. I, it was like, what happened? Um, hmm. Well, I lost all my doctors at Frisbee. So I had an appointment with another doctor since December to see him the first week in May. Come to find out, one of the pills that I was taking... Uh, did not get refilled. They said it's no more refills. So I called down to Sky Haven. Nobody answers the phone. So I thought, well, I'm going to see this doctor the first week in May. I don't know how long I was without the pill, but I, like Becky's husband just died from esophageal cancer. I was thinking of that. I had another friend that was in my class in school, and my throat was burning. It was burning. Mm. I couldn't swallow. I'm walking around with a bucket under my head. I didn't throw up, but I... I just thought I was going to. But anyway, I called her, and she took me down, and they got an IV going with that liquid, that mm-hmm. pill in a liquid form. And I said, I'm not leaving here till I feel better. And at 5 o'clock, they made me eat a graham cracker and a little ginger ale, which was pretty fizzy. I haven't had soda in a long time. <laughs> anyway, he made me eat that when I came home. And, and that whole week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I finally had a bath. And Friday I got dressed, and I'm better since. But wow, that was bad. I didn't answer the phone only when I knew Sharon was calling. Mm. Well, anyway, I got better. So how do you do it? How do, so you know, I, help help uh, help help us understand. You know what what what's your? Would you say that that's a lonely life that you have? No, no, I'm not lonely. I I mm. like being alone. I like being alone. I can read. I can. Well, I don't watch TV. I only watch TV at noon for the news and sometimes at 6 o'clock. I don't watch anything else. So I'm not getting my money's worth on that for sure. <laughs> and I have the newspapers every day. Trying mm. to, I try to read the newspapers. I have a lot of magazines. I have a lot of books. No. And I have a lot of stuff I need to do around the house if I feel like it. Good for you. So Good for you. And you're good at keeping up with people. I know you, you give updates all the time on your granddaughters and what they're doing. and Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I miss the Garden Club, mm. and I miss the Christian Women's Club. We used to go all over for breakfast and have, you know, and I was really active in that. You mentioned just a minute ago, sometimes you go out for breakfast now. Where do you, uh, where do you go if you go out for breakfast? Well, my friend Pam Olton comes to church once in a while. I don't know if you know her. Mm-hmm. But uh, usually we go to Brickstones. Mm. Get a good breakfast down there. Yeah. I've been there a few times yeah. for breakfast, yeah. Yeah. Tommy and I used to go there after church. Sometimes and have lunch or breakfast. They have breakfast all day, I guess. What was Tommy's favorite thing to order? Uh, big fat French toast. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was his favorite thing for you to make? What would he ask you to make? Oh, he used to make a list with about fifteen things on it. This is <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he liked anything I made. I don't know. Hmm. So, what did you? Yeah, what was the division of labor in your house? What would? Uh, in your marriage, what did he do and what did you do? He never changed a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he ever fed the kids either. Well, those are I cloth mean, I, diapers. I would have to that. get up. Oh, I know. Yeah, well, listen, man can't, get, man can't do that. It's pins. <laughs> it's just pins. <laughs> 
You know, I have this, my hands are so, I, I must be a reptile or something. My hands are so cold. So, uh, <laughs> she, is, she's not letting you get was, away. The kids, <laughs> the, the kid, I mean, the kids would howl because, you know, I had, you know, my hands would be so cold touching them. So I'm just kidding. No. Anyway. Yeah. So what, so what was his, uh, what, what did he contribute to the, to the marriage? Money. <laughs> he was working two jobs. He would come. He oh. he was a printer by trade. Uh-huh. When his father died, his father was a reporter, and they had a telephone. A reporter for what? Newspaper. Oh, okay. Or some of the Boston papers. But his father died when Tom was in, a senior in high school, hmm. and he was. The, there used to be a newspaper. I think it was called the Observer. I think that's anyway. When Tom graduated from high school, the people that ran that newspaper took him as an intern and taught him the trade so he was like a linotype operator for a long time that's metal doing mm. letters with metal wow and then he left the, he worked at a few different newspapers when we got married he was working at the Portsmouth Herald and they went computer and he learned that and then they let him go then he was working at the Manchester Union going back and forth Every if he didn't get a shift, then he'd go back and he'd go back another shift and work. But anyway, so then he got his uh, license. He was uh, real estate broker in New Hampshire and Maine, mm. and he was selling financial plans. And so that's why I can live comfortably now. Mm. Awesome. I didn't work. I mean, so he didn't money, take out the, he didn't take out the trash. Trash? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> But I stayed home all the time with the right, kids. Right. Eleanor and I would go shopping. As soon as we got our kids in school, well, we didn't have all these malls around here. We had to go to Manchester or Portland. And as soon as we got our kids in school, we'd zip over there and get back for the time for the kids to get out of school. They didn't even know we'd been gone. Sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Where did you do grocery shopping here in town back then? Uh, there was a Purity Supreme up where Market... No, is it Market Bath? No, where Hannaford is now. There was a Purity Supreme, and the, over where the railroad station was, there was uh, something over there, Shop and Save, I think. Hmm. I love hearing folks around here, they talk about um, a tab, that, you know, that a lot of times the, I hear a lot of people tell stories that, the, that on the weekends, the family would go to the store, and, the, you know, the, usually the, the father would pay off the tab that was run up throughout the week, that... People would, you know, moms would send kids up down to the store to buy something to help make that night's dinner or something uh, like that, and they would just put it on a tab. You guys didn't do that? No, I don't remember that. When we lived in Ossipi, that is- general store, my father worked there sometimes, but it, we could have there. I don't know, because I, I know we were poor. Everybody was poor. It was the Depression. It was 1935, 6, 7. Hmm. No. So, yeah, my mother canned. We always had a garden. She always can. Kid killed a cow. Killed a cow. Killed a pig every year. And my father had a smokehouse, and he'd make ham and bacon and whatever. And we just lived off the land, I guess. Now that I think of it, forty acres. Yeah. And we didn't know. We and we had a brook. We had a brook, and we had a place up in the pines where he put boards between the to make a seat. Go, go up there and make a fire and cook the pick the corn on the way up and. Hot dogs and whatever. What's the good mm. life? It does. Mm. It sounds it. I'm so happy that I grew up when I did. Mm. I hate all this technology. It is hard. And I think part of part of what's missing, too, is that stopping by to talk. The front porch, mm. the dinner table. Yeah. You know, those opportunities where, you, you know, you listen to other people talk to each other, and then you get engaged, and you drop in. And the conversation. I think that everybody's so... Everybody's consuming a lot of information or have a lot. They're watching other people talk or listening to other people talk, but there's not as much, you know, actual communication anymore. Well, Eric has four kids and the girls are. Who's Eric now? He's my grandson. He's Jeannie's boy. Oh, okay, yeah. But he has four and his girls are 15, 14, 11, and Kata's going to be four next week. And and I gotta watch them. They don't come to my house very often, but I gotta watch them and see if they talk. If they talk to me, <laughs> I don't think they do. What do you mean? Well, every once in a while, Eric will say, "I'm gonna make you dinner." So one day he was gonna make meatloaf, and he so he brought the oldest girl and the youngest boy, and 
and Carter wouldn't eat one thing. And I get in that chair, you're not getting down. You know, you're not sitting on your knees, you're sitting on your rear end, and you're sitting there. <laughs> and, and, and he wanted a drink, and I gave him a cup oh, of water. Wow. I don't like water. Well, that's what we're having, water. But the older girl, now that I think of it, I don't think she had much to say that day. I know. And she's 15. She's playing lacrosse for Spalding. And I'm glad she got into that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's as much an art as anything else. Well, she was mm-hmm. a national cheerleader when she was at the middle school, and they all went to Florida. They they took all those cheerleaders to Florida, and we saw it on, you know, whatever. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a bad thing. I mean, when God's clearly made us to interact, to talk, to converse, and so on and so forth. And I think when you when you just turn that breaker off, or just or take that out of somebody's life, mm. it it can't be good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we've got to find better, more ways of. Well, we've talked about it at our Bible study. What do you? What you come? What kind of conclusions did you come to? Well, that these kids need more help. Need more. I don't know. You got to ask them questions. You got to talk. Yeah. Hmm. You know. Yeah. Don't stop asking them questions. I know. I think that's one of the sad things in the church. You have all this wisdom in the in the you know in the older crowd, and you have all this strength and energy in the younger. So I'm glad they're getting together. Yeah, because otherwise, you know. The young people are just going to gain all that wisdom through hard knocks and bad decision making and mistakes, you know. And it, all that wisdom doesn't have as much energy and you know pep. Mm. And the, so if the two of those could be together, that would well, be like idea. the older girl that's fifteen, I've been writing her letters too, and I told her I said, Candace, I don't want you just staying home stuck. They live the last house in Rochester, right on the Dover line. That's where the bus turns around. <laughs> and so they're out in the middle of nowhere. But I was telling Candace, I said, you need to go to the library. I don't know what your interests are, but you need to go to the library and find whatever it is and, and get some books and read about it this summer. Then I saw a program in the paper that's free, and they'll even come and get you, and it's a grant, and they have all kind of different courses. I think they said Newmarket, uh, Nottingham, and Dover. I think. I don't know what the courses are. Anyway, I cut the thing out of the paper, and I said, show this to your mother and see if you can sign up. It's something to do to get you out of the house. And then I, the, the next one down is really interested in horses. So she goes to a barn over in Madbury at least once a week, and if she cleans and brushes and whatever, then she can ride. Hmm. She'll get a lesson. And then the younger one, uh, she decided, and, and Candace plays lacrosse, but Ava was in the band. She got a clarinet, I think, and now this year she's playing softball. So at least they're getting to do something besides sitting in the house. No. I think it's really good. I, you know, it's interesting hearing you talk about how comfortable you are being at home without the TV going. Yeah, it's such an important thing to be able to, to have be your own company and to be able to to have your have enough quiet and stillness to think. Well, you know, it's funny. At Bible study the other day, one of the questions she asked, she said, "If well, we're talking about the power grid going out, period, you know. Mm-hmm. And Barbara said, oh, I need my washing machine. I need my washing machine. And, and somebody else Absolutely. was saying. So she asked me, she said, if you didn't have all these things, would that bother you? I said, no, not one bit. I got my books. I got my newspapers. I got my garden. I don't, <laughs> I don't need... Good for you. To be entertained. Mm. Mm. Good for you. But I do miss the garden club. You yeah. know, we used to go around and visit different gardens. And- well, I'm with Pastor John. I mean, continue to encourage. I mean, these these young people in your life, you know, keep asking them questions, mm. keep engaging them. I don't know what else to do other than I was more of a listener. I mean, my parents had quite a few people over the house when I was a kid. And I. And I, you had a big family. Yeah, that's true. We had a big family. But we we almost always ate at the table. Oh, I know. They and don't I'm do a, that anymore. My mm. folks would always draw me out. When my kids, everybody always came to my house for Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, whatever. And you don't get down from the table. If you want dessert, you better stay there. Because <laughs> right. if you get down, you're done. That was reason to stay, wasn't it? <laughs> it was for Eric. <laughs> He's a busy one. Not yeah. so much trouble with the girls. but I remember quite a lot of the things. Uh, well, I don't remember what you'd make, but I remember... You always had food. I was one of those kids that would, you'd, you'd snatch uh, with the, the smells that would waft out of your cottage up at Alton Bay. Oh. <laughs> it, it also didn't hurt that you had uh, you Pretty know, girls. three blonde granddaughters. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I was, I, I think uh, that, that was an added bonus. What, what got me there was you, you always had something freshly made or baked right there. Mm-mm. Yeah, oh, I love to It's delicious, cook. yeah. I love to cook. <laughs> Amy went to Croatia this week for a month. What was she doing there? She, who knows? She went last year, too. <laughs> she went last year, too. I did a lot of research on it. Croatia is an interesting place. Mm. has all these places that jut out, and there's like cities on them. They stick right out into that ocean. Wow, interesting. No, I, I guess have no idea about it. <laughs> Amy, Amy just turned 40. Eileen gave her a big birthday party. And Eileen just had her birthday, and she was 39, same day as you. And, and Just a year apart, yeah. And Sarah is 36. She said she's going to be 35 forever. <laughs> so she's my pet. She's always been with me, ever <laughs> since she was a baby. When Jeannie came home pregnant with her, she was they where well, they had the church in Berwick, and Jeannie was playing there. She had the two little ones. Roy Ames would pick her up every Sunday, and I would go get Sarah and bring her to church with me, and we would just keep her. I kept her till she went to school, and mm. then I even went and got her on weekends. Now she's my pet. <laughs> she's my pet. She's one of mine. Just one of mine. Well, I love how curious you keep. You're, you know, by looking up Croatia and things like that. Oh well, I knew Amy was going. I got to go see where she's going. <laughs> That's quite a trip. From she lives in San Francisco to, mm. I think, she landed in Germany, and then I think she took another plane from Germany down last year. I don't know what she did this year, but you know, I saw her on TV the other day. Two pilots fell asleep. And they're going across country. They were asleep for 10 minutes. Sarah went one time. When Sarah was a junior in the second college that she went to, she flew from San Francisco to Turkey and then from Turkey to Paris. This was part of her school. Mm. She was gone, I think, three months. But I couldn't believe. She flew to Paris. There was a group from the school that went. But then she went... Uh, one of her friends from here flew over and met her in Spain. And then Jen came home, and then she went to Portugal, um, Italy, and Greece, and out in the middle of the Mediterranean on a goat up a mountain. And how do they do this? I don't know. Now, have you ever been to Europe? Uh, no. I've been have to you? Canada. So you've left the country. And I've been to Mexico, well, just over the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tijuana was the worst. When we were at, we were staying at a college in Orange for the, I don't know, we go twice? Yeah, I think we must have went twice. Is- but anyway, we were staying in Orange, and um, it was me and about 10 ministers. <laughs> they wanted to go to Mexico. Uh-oh. That was a bad thing. I had a red dress on, and they said that was a bad thing. Now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad thing. Oh, that was the worst place. It smelled like. Ugh. So what? What was that? What was the? Uh, what was the draw down there? To Tijuana? Yeah. Oh, just because we were close. They you just wanted they, to be able to say. You were, I guess we were in San Diego. So it wasn't to minister. It wasn't to. No. <laughs> it, was it was bad. So Eileen's in San Diego. Sarah's in Santa Cruz, and Amy's in San Francisco. Hmm. And they all went for a different reason. We're going out to California. This, uh, yes. This, now, have you been to Camp Maranatha before? Uh, the one I went to is went in to Santa Cruz. You went to Santa Cruz, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, that that picture that's hanging in my office that you gave me, it's one of those really wide panoramic shots oh. of a general conference meeting in yeah. Santa Cruz in 1950-whatever. Grandfather's in that one. Yeah, my, and my grandma, yeah. Oh. And Carlisle Roberts is in that picture. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love You have a... You've given me quite a few. I got another thing I'm going to give you. It's an old theologian. I think I think Carlisle's in that one. I think it was his graduation one or something. Hmm. But I think it was Tommy's uncle was uh, Ernie Carpenter, and I think he graduated that year too. Now, Ernie's from here, right? Well, he was. Yeah. But he was in Texas for a long time. He actually... Um, he was in Minneapolis. He pastored the same church that I grew up in. No, I met a lot of people. I mean, I did you like California? By the way, would you want to live there? Yes, that was nice. In fact, I almost went at Thanksgiving, but I decided I couldn't do it. My son was going to go with me and go visit Sarah for Thanksgiving, but 
I couldn't go. No, when we were there, it was always in June because that's when general conference was. Mm-hmm. And if it was a hot day, you just get under a tree. It wasn't humid like it gets. That's here. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. I loved it. It is. So, and then we met some people when we stayed in a. It was like, it was more than a cabin. It was like a guest house where we stayed at that campground, yeah. and it was not very far to the ocean. I mean, you could walk. And we met some friends. Oh, one old man, Tommy, got really friendly with, and I used to write to him all the time till he died. But no, we, we I guess we make friends. <laughs> that's that's. I You're very that. good at it. Yeah, you are very good at that. Well, I miss it. Mm-hmm. Miss it. Now I can't. Do much more than go to the store. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure you know the next conference meeting, though. Do you want to be a delegate next year? No, I can't go. Why not? Because I can't drive that far. I'll take you. Oh, you'll take me. Oh, <laughs> that's a challenge for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's a challenge for you. Well, I know you used to, to be. You have to sit next to Brooks, so you know. Oh, he sits so nice in church, just like a little trooper. Yeah, he's tranquilized. I asked her about that. <laughs> I said, what do you do, drug these kids before you bring them over? <laughs> no, they're wonderful. And yeah. now the kids that are sitting with them are sitting wonderful. Yeah, it's it, you know what? It's Lisa. You know, she just has a... Uh, she doesn't say a word to them. She doesn't have to. Well, there are, there's a, you can speak without words. A withering glance can accomplish an awful lot mm-hmm. when you know what's on the other side of it yeah. at home. Yeah. <laughs> it was Lisa's birthday on... Tuesday, and oh, we drove happy over birthday. to. Well, I know it's great. So we drove over to um, Canterbury to the Shaker Village. Over, oh yes, yeah. and right. we were reading about it. And when they the first building they built on the grounds was the meeting house in 1792, and it says that they constructed that building in perfect silence, so that they didn't even they didn't even talk to each other while they were you know raising the beams um, out of reverence. They just, of course, I think that was part of their their ethic anyway. I think they worship pretty much in silence, which I don't know about it. Perfect silence. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe we could be a little more shaker and a little less, uh, what? Whatever we are. Rattling. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling. But Pastor Josh is right. You should talk to him. You keep talking to the kids. But I think you still do a fantastic job of getting to know people. And Well, I don't. And I saw all you those do. people that you took in as members. Could you? Have Karen write up the names of the people that came in as members. I can give you a. I can give you a printout when we're done. Well, here. I saw some people I'd never seen before. I like to know who the people are. I know, I know. Well, that's partly why we're doing this podcast. I love you guys. <laughs> I mean, I've been here since high school, and this is the best yet. Oh, I appreciate that. This is that. the best yet. Now, listen. One of the purposes of this podcast, by the way, we hope to get all these new members, and mm. really, I mean, if, if if the Lord tarries and we. Keep it up. We're going to try to get these people in here. So if you, you know, get a chance to listen to these, hopefully we'll be able to introduce more and more of these people. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. For them. It's fun for everybody. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated. You know more about me than you wanted to? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is... Oh, we just scratched this, the this surface. Is, this is yeah. just exciting and wetting my appetite for mm. more. <laughs> so is there anything else that you would... Uh, Anything left unsaid today that you think you want, or, or any perhaps any messages you have? You know, what do you, what do you have uh, for us today that um, maybe we need a scolding? I, I probably do for sure. So. No, 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 no scolding. <laughs> no scolding. I love you both. Give us one. Give us a. Give us since you're a big reader. Give us something mm. that you think we should read this summer. Something you should read this summer. Oh, maybe Mike Moore's. Is it what? Is that what his name is? Dirty, dirty Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe's mother, Peggy. That's not her name, though. I think her, I don't know what her name is, but we should be able to find it. Yeah, yeah. She's hilarious. I mean, it's just everyday stuff, but she's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. No, I I have too many books that I can't read. Books are expensive, but I buy them. All right, so church family, if you're listening out there, Norma Blake is not going to move around the sanctuary an awful lot to come find you. So go find her. She usually sits really much right behind me, which I like. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Just to keep an eye on I her. know. It's, uh, it's <laughs> I like to sit down front. I've always sat down front. I love it. Yeah, so listen, that's where you are. And when the service is over, come running down and, uh, and get a chance to, to chat. 
But so, but we would love to see. You'd love to um, get to know anybody. Have you come mm. down and chat you up, right? Yeah. And you'll give them. Would you let them know where you are on Dewey Street so they can come by and be a visitor? Sure. Perfect. I love that. I know you've always. Well, I tell them, they don't have to. <laughs> they don't have to tell me. Yeah. You get my house the way it is. Sometimes it <laughs> looks good, right. and sometimes it doesn't. That's right. So. And that book that you were mentioning, by the way, by Peggy Rowe, Mike's, Mike Rowe's mom, is called About Your Father and Other Celebrities I Have Known. It's, it's Ruminations and Revelations from a Desperate Mother to Her Dirty Son. So I'm going to try to read it, uh, that this summer. It looks like a good read, so yeah, we'll be is. sure and check that out. I have a lot of books. I have a lot of books. <laughs> well, uh, as you're listening to this, I hope that you've uh, been blessed by the stories from Norma. And uh, Norma, we're grateful for your being here with us today, and uh, we look forward to furthering the conversations uh, with you and our church family as we get to know you better. You're a treasure, Norma. Amen. We love you. Amen. We thank you again for listening to the Sunday Dinner Podcast, and we hope that you'll continue to subscribe and listen on your favorite podcast player, and uh, we'll keep the content coming. Thanks. Mm-hmm.